Hey everybody, welcome to the PDX Beat Podcast, a culture show that keeps a finger on the pulse of all things Portland. I'm your host, Ahmad Alumba, and for this week's beat, I had the pleasure of chatting it up with Coco Donuts manager Marissa Mejia and their head baker Ainsley Jeffers about what many, including yours truly, considered to be the most important food group. Donuts! According to a Wikipedia article, donuts have a disputed history, especially in relation to its origins in North America. Some believe that early Dutch settlers introduced the treats in the 1800s, referring to them as oil cakes. Another theory is that an American named Hanson Gregory supposedly invented the donut in 1847 while working on a lime trading ship at the age of 16. And yet another theory, which according to the same Wikipedia article, had just recently come to light, is that an early recipe for the donut was introduced in a recipe book written by the wife of Baron Thomas Dimsdale. You know, the dude who invented the inoculation for smallpox in 1767. Anyway, regardless of where they came from or how they came to be, I for one am thankful that the donuts as they exist today continue to be an enjoyable, readily accessible confection for many. And Portland's Cocoa Donuts is making some of the tastiest in town at not one, not two, but three different locations. The original one on Southwest 17th near the Providence Park Max Station, the store downtown on Southwest 6th Avenue between Yamhill and Taylor, and their east side location at 2735 Northeast Broadway, which incidentally houses the kitchen that creates the products for all three stores. Marissa Mejia, manager for Cocoa Donuts, shared with me how their story began. We started in 2009 opening our first store over on Southwest 17th. Um, and the two owners, Proc and Ian, were actually friends in high school. And Proc was really interested in the culinary side of maybe starting a business, and Ian was really into the cafe sort of style of, of a business. So um, both of them kind of came together, and, and um, actually through Proc's wife, Tevi, her uncle um, made donuts down in California, and so Proc actually went down to California and you know learned some family recipes and brought that knowledge back up to Portland. And together they opened Cocoa Donuts and thought it, that you know donuts in Portland when Voodoo was you know the real prominent donut shop. Right. They kind of saw the need for something a little bit more casual, but still like really clean and high quality so they kind of went in that direction with their donuts right on yeah and, and when you said family recipes mm-hmm. uh, is there a particular is it old world family recipes what are we talking about i um it's mostly like a lot of uh you know traditional baking in terms of like donuts so um you know mixing batters and um frying but also like making sure that like oils are changed you know frequently and to keep that you know that really oily sort of flavor out of your donuts and making sure you're working with like clean equipment and then um and also just taking care of of, uh you know all your ingredients and yeah and we everything that we do is like all the donuts that are made are touched by you know 
our hands. We're not using like conveyor belts. No machines. Yeah, like <laughs> we're. It's all hot out of the fryer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by hand. Yeah, it's it's not like we're we're putting them out under belts and they're getting glazed with like a robot. We're right. actually hand dipping all the donuts. So nice. techniques and like um, that that kind of style just brought back and really trying to keep the quality high. Yeah. Right on. Among your flavors, what's the, what's been the most popular? Mm, that's tough. Yeah, the buttermilk bars are really popular. Mm-hmm. Our lavender glaze is a pretty popular one. Yeah, we yeah. go through so much of just like the plain glazed ring donuts. Mm-hmm. We make like three times as many of those yeah. and still sell out. Yeah, I would definitely say that the buttermilk bar is a is a prominent one. Um, a lot of uh, editorials that have been written about cocoa are usually focused on the buttermilk bar. Yeah. We just had a publication in Eater PDX name our maple buttermilk the last donut that they would eat before an apocalypse, <laughs> a zombie apocalypse, mind you. Um, not just any apocalypse, a zombie yeah. one. Um, I mean, if there's going to be a different kind of apocalypse, you have to go with like the lavender glaze. Yeah, I know, right? Depends yeah. on what kind of apocalypse you got. You have suggestions for yeah. That's awesome. Apocalypse donut pairings. Yeah. And I think, I mean, um, but we do specialize in more traditional donuts. Yeah. So everyone has their loyalties and their sure. favorites. Yeah. So. I ha- I just had the uh, chocolate with coconut. That's mm-hmm. really really good. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's one of our yeast rays. So they're really fluffy and pillowy and soft. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do the sales over a period of time um, influence the, your decisions on how much to make of each one on a, on a daily basis, or do you have a set? We ha- we sort of have a set routine, and then. <clears throat> um, our point of sales doesn't actually say individually which donut is being sold. It's like more like the kind of donut. Sure. So it's hard to say like, oh, we sold a whole lot of coconut today because it's just a topped donut. But um, we try and keep the employees up front, like keep their eye on it. Sure. Like, on these days, we're selling out of buttermilk super, super fast. Maybe we should be making more on these days and just try and like keep the teamwork and communication flowing so we know what's going on because... Mm-hmm. I'm leaving first thing in the morning and not <laughs> sticking around to see, oh, look, we sold out really fast of whatever that was. Right. Yeah, and I think um, definitely in terms of the week, later in the week, we see a lot more um, foot traffic, a lot more customers coming in, especially Fridays. Those are by far our busiest day of yeah. the week um, just because people are getting dozens for meetings or schools or just end-of-week celebrations. So, um we just know overall like Mondays and Tuesdays a little bit quieter and then as the week progresses we uh, tend to sell a lot more yeah yeah and then each store is also really different I was about um, to say yeah, yeah. You know, different different clientele per location right? yeah absolutely our our first location and our second location are only 11 blocks apart however um, our downtown store is right by Pioneer Courthouse Square and right we get a lot of office folks, a lot of tourists, like um, people who just so happen to be shopping, popping by. Um, so, and then compared to our Broadway store, which is a lot more families, right. a lot more kids. So, like our week, like weekends, downtown's a little bit quieter, but Broadway's hopping. And then during the week, downtown's a little bit more busy, and Broadway's a little bit quieter. So.
I asked Coco Donuts head baker Ainsley Jeffers if she's made any tweaks to the founder's original recipes. Not in like the basic dough. Uh, the, the actual base donuts haven't changed at all, like the entire time, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. At least they've not changed the entire time I've been in the back. Um, we, we try and keep our experiments more to like the icing and the glazes and the flavors that way, right. and building off the flavors we already know donut-wise right. is how we try and change it up. Yeah, and in terms of like um, just kind of our donuts in general, like we don't do my, like seasonal things. Occasionally we will, but for the most part, when you come into our stores, you should expect to see the same donuts every time that you walk in, um, which a lot of customers like that consistency. Sure. Um, yeah. And how did you arrive at the varieties that you do sell? I think some of, most of them had to do with just, you know, really traditional, like chocolate and peanut and um, maple, of course. And um, the lavender glaze one came about because when I um, joined Coco about four years ago, I had worked on a lavender farm in the Hood River Valley um, prior to that. And so when I came on board, Proc asked me, you know, how can you use lavender for culinary purposes? So I gave him a few suggestions, and one of them was to steep lavender buds and into a tea and then infuse it to our sugar glaze. So like Ainsley was saying, like taking something we already know, but adding something mm-hmm. newer to that and kind of switching it up a little bit. And so that's that's kind of how the lavender one came about. And that's been on our menu now for the past three years nice. or so. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. Where did the name Coco come from? You know, a lot of people ask that, <laughs> and there's there's really, like, not a, a very not specific, a, yeah, like, satisfying story. I think <laughs> I think it was one of those things where, like, the, the, the guys were just, you know, trying, coming up with names, like, brainstorming, <laughs> and uh, someone mentioned Coco, and uh, maybe because it was, like, a family kind of, like, a pet name or something, and, <laughs> and uh, like... And so they thought that was that was cute. It fit a donut shop, you know. Like it's it's got the sharp consonants, so cocoa donuts. So it kind of <laughs> stands out that way. And yeah, and I think they they liked it and they they it's stuck two, with it. Two O's, yeah. Two and a donut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> yeah. Visually, it also yeah. It also works. It's yeah. It's it's easy for people to read and to say, and so then teach their kids how to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want to go to donuts? Cocoa. Yeah, cocoa. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, how do you how do you ladies feel about the competition here in Portland? It seemed like, as you mentioned earlier, uh, there was just maybe the one key player in town, and all of a sudden there's all of these mm-hmm. options, which is great. It's interesting because this, it always has to start with one before others can kind of kind of follow, but in, in a different way. So, Voodoo was really you know put donuts on the map for Portland in general, and then um, it definitely opened up the doors for for other folks. And you know it's it's kind of it's competitive, but in a friendly way. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're it in, with all the donut shops in Portland it encourages everyone to go to a higher level mm-hmm. like you can't just you can't just be a regular donut shop you know that serves 
you know, semi-mediocre donuts and get away with it in this town because <laughs> right. Portlanders love their food, they love their coffee, they love their beer, and donuts are no exception <laughs> to that. So if you're going to make donuts, they have to be really good. Um, and I think everyone, yeah, everyone in, in Portland is kind of doing donuts differently. So right. I've, I always kind of compare it to music when I'm explaining it to people because I feel like we're all playing music, but they're all different genres, you know? I like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we're all creating something, you know, that's great for the community, um, sharing something that we love to do with people, but, you know, also being aware that there's others around us and, you know, we're not any against them in any way, but... It does encourage us to like up our game when we need to. Sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> which is good for everybody involved. <laughs> <laughs> it helps that they're mostly doing different styles than we are. Yeah, you know, Voodoo's got the whole niche market on the weird, weird stuff, stuff. Crazy, yeah. and then Blue Stars like gourmet. Yeah, like, like really gourmet. Plus, huh. they do a totally different base on their. Mm-hmm. They do like a brioche dough base. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, exclusively. I don't think they do any race. Yeah. Style. I think they do a couple cake ones, but yeah. mostly. But it's all it's all like a, a brioche dough and then Pips is they're just basically doing really tiny donuts like made, made to, order. to order cake donuts. Yeah. and So everyone's yeah. just kind of doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in New York, there was a um, donut place that has square donuts. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember what the name is. When the the the, uh, the owners were trying to come up with uh, their donuts here, do you happen to know if they were even thinking about doing some sort of like gimmicky type of stuff at one point? Like maybe, I don't know, triangle-shaped donuts? Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as I'm aware, I think they just always wanted to keep it classic, clean, and... Good. Yeah, I like think high quality classic donuts. Mm-hmm. It was the whole marketing strategy with them. Yeah, and when Ainsley mentioned before about experimentation, a lot of times we'll do that for ourselves, like just to see yeah. kind of what we're capable of in that sense. And like when the cronut became really big mm-hmm. um, at Dominique Ansel's place, and he kind of you know, created that. We experimented with it a little bit because customers ask for that kind that of stuff. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, we, we experiment for sure, but we do, um, you know, want to make our products really, you know, hone in on the quality before we sell them. So sure. it was something, you know, and plus you have to think about the time and the money and, <laughs> and yeah. all everything else that yeah. goes into it. So, yeah, most of it, you know, if we do anything towards like the gimmick or the novelty, we want to make sure that the, the flavor is there, the quality is there, the consistency is there before we would ever like try to serve it or sell right. it. Yeah. And maybe it becomes part of a secret menu. Yeah, yeah. You just know how to ask. <laughs> yeah. It's a little harder to do secret menu with donuts. Yeah. <laughs> back here whipping them up to order if you come in like a lot of our regulars Ainsley gives them some special treatment yeah. sometimes she'll make them something special I'm getting good with nice. me you get special donuts yeah, <laughs> yeah. slipper of 20 and maybe no um, 20 is a little low yeah <laughs> yeah you heard it here folks yeah Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thepdxbeat. Find us on Twitter as at thepdxbeat. Email us at thepdxbeat at gmail.com. 
and check out our website at www.thepdxbeat.com. Invented on June 7, 1938 by the Salvation Army, National Donut Day has since been celebrated in the U.S. every year on the first Friday of June. I asked Marissa and Ainsley how they felt about this quote-unquote holiday that's specifically designed for their line of work. Ooh, that's, yeah. You know what? It's great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a cha- every year it's a challenge, mostly because we just, we sell a lot faster than we can make. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying earlier, a lot of donuts take time, especially the yeast raised ones. They take a long time to proof. And our donuts are like hand dipped. So, mm-hmm. like, um, so National Donut Day is great in terms of like, um, you know, getting exposure because um, people are just in the mood to get a donut. They want to share donuts. Um, so every shop in Portland was pretty busy for National Donut Day. Um, and it's every first Friday of June. And Fridays in general are very busy. <laughs> so it was just like... Um, it's like the perfect storm day. Yeah. <laughs> and for us, um, typically, well, for National Donut Day in particular, it was like three days of production oh, wow. rolled into one. So imagine like three days worth of donuts for all three locations in one day (laughs) trying to produce that many it's it's, yeah it was it's a lot of work and um but you know it's only one day and and it's it's you know it'll pass (laughs) it it comes and then it's over yeah we have a whole year to prepare right exactly (laughs) yeah but i think the backstory is is good and um you know if it gets people to to want to go grab a donut and that's great and then also like people who didn't know us before national donut day they know us now and so they can come back on a day that's not national donut day <laughs> and probably have a better chance at finding the yeah. donut that they're looking for or, or any kind of donut or any donut. highly recommend pre-ordering your donuts for yeah national donut day. Mm, okay if you really want to be guaranteed to have something <laughs> yeah yeah what's the minimum on that though right yeah <laughs> <laughs> we don't actually have a minimum for pre-orders. No. You could pre-order one donut if you really, like, I yeah. really specifically want. And we have people do that, like, because we don't make very many of, like, our unglazed style donuts, mm-hmm. but they are really good and some people's favorites, so they call in, like, hey, I'm going to be in there tomorrow, can I get two unglazed donuts? Yeah. How and about we that? set that aside for and them. Yeah, we don't, like, we try everything we can to not waste any product, sure. so right. if we sell out of something it's it's not because we don't like you <laughs> it's, it's usually not enough of the demand yeah it's usually just because that day it was they were popular sure. or um you know and so it does take a lot to to be pumping out donuts that's why we don't do it like on a 24-hour basis you know like right. we want to make sure that the quality is there and then you know we're not wasting anything mm-hmm. so yeah. so you have three locations now mm-hmm. is there going to be a, a fourth location sometime soon a fifth yeah, so we're actually planning to open a fourth location probably in the fall, early winter of 2015. Um, and that'll be over in, on North Williams and Skidmore. Mm. So it'll be another east side location for us, which is really exciting because um, Broadway has proven to be very popular. And um, 
and because we already do have two west side locations, it's just nice to be, you know, at another spot on the east side, closer to the neighborhoods and, you know, people getting more familiar with us who don't necessarily travel, you know, to Broadway or to the west side for donuts. And there's not, um, oh, and it's going into like a newer section of Williams, so um, it'll be exciting to see like what else kind of pops up. Yeah. Yeah. Food-wise. How do you uh, respond to somebody who says a donut is a donut is a donut? <laughs> well, <laughs> if that's how you feel, a waffle is a waffle is a waffle. Just go eat frozen Eggo waffles every day instead of delicious. Have you been to Waffle Window? Yeah. <laughs> like giant Leche style waffles. I mean, you those know, people are just wrong. Yeah, those people. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like. Some people probably had some not so great donuts in their day when they when they <laughs> say stuff like that. But you know, it's it's great that we get people who come in our doors and are maybe like a little skeptical because it's nice to share our product with them. And to be honest with you, like our donuts are really good. <laughs> like, um, it's been three years and I'm still eating them. Yeah, I was I was a customer before I started oh. working here, and um, I had never had donuts like this before in my life and I was really blown away just by the quality so I feel like um, for you know folks who maybe think that a donut is is whatever I'm like yeah it's nice if you can try us first and then you know maybe your opinion will change but yeah I think the person who said that might have gone to Safeway yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah that was my th- that's why I thought I didn't really like donuts right. before I started working here I was mm-hmm. just like go to the grocery store get a Donuts sometimes. Yeah. Which, which is, would yeah. never happen. So I'm like, eh, donuts. Yeah. They're gross. And I started working here. I'm like, gain 20 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's... cut myself off a little bit. Right. Yeah. And I think Portland in general kind of has that kind of vibe. They want to take something that's really simple and then, and then put their own sort of artisan twist on it and make it something a little bit, you know, elevate it to another level. And right. so I think, which is really you know, noble, and then you're also trying something different, and so, something different than Safeway, or, yeah. <laughs> no offense, Safeway. No offense. <laughs> you have many fine qualities. Yeah, you've got, you know, great deals on cured meats, I don't know. Congrats <laughs> when it's strong now. Yeah. So, I think last time I counted, there's about eight major players in the donut industry here in Portland. Mm-hmm. At what point should the existing donut shops go, hey, no more. No more new donut shops in town, please. <laughs> well, how many beer and coffee shops are there? <laughs> yeah. When I don't, yeah. yeah. We can cut them off when people stop buying them. Yeah. When we see a dip in sales because other people are opening, that's when it happens. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, you never want to see. I think sometimes people would probably say this is just another fad, like another food fad, and they don't. Cuff, cupcakes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh huh. So it's like you never, you know, want that to happen to your business. So um, just try and, and I think for donuts, they're, they have such a nostalgic quality to them. Like I remember going to the donut shop with my grandma. Um, that I hope that people will, you know, keep coming and bring their kids and bring, you know, their families and have a little bit, you know, have that experience and. And then we also get the people that are just like coming for a quick cup of coffee and mm-hmm. um, and a donut, and that's like their daily routine, you know. So um, 
I feel like with us, we are more of like a daily stop for people as opposed to like, a, you know, I visiting Portland for a week. What do I do? Let me go get a donut. And then we never see them again. We really rely on our regular customers who keep coming back to us every day mm -hmm. to really keep us going. And um, so that we don't have that problem of like, <laughs> there's too many stores um, or too many donut shops in general. I think. Portland loves having more and more options to eat, right. and I think they like having um, a, a lot of the the good stuff in multiple areas so that they have easy access to it. Right. So, yeah. And then correct me if I'm wrong, but you uh, you currently don't serve gluten free vegan, nope. okay? No, um, unfortunately we don't. Okay. But I think it's just um, you know. I think it's a recipe thing. It's a recipe yeah. thing. It's uh, I believe if you're doing gluten free, we would have to a different get kitchen. a different yeah have a separate kitchen with a separate fryer because you can't fry the same donuts because oh know, flour yeah transfer. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I don't honestly I don't even know how you would make a gluten free donut. Yeah, I think <laughs> the process would be um, too much. It would be too different from what we're doing now. That um, and I don't know if. We would probably have really great core people who would really enjoy that, but unfortunately, I don't think the demand is high enough for us to really get into that at this point. Yeah. And I think our main focus is to feed you really fatty donuts <laughs> <laughs> that have, you know, egg and milk and cream and, yeah. <laughs> and things like that. So yeah. You mentioned uh, earlier that uh, one of the owner, I overheard rather, one of the owners. Um, the uh, roasts the coffee yeah okay. yeah we've been roasting for a little over a year now okay and um very much like um you know following the footsteps in terms of donuts in portland like you know voodoo was first and then all then came all these other donut shops um stumptown was a really big player in portland in terms of coffee um and you know of course there's like starbucks and things like that and then but all these specialty cafes started popping up and um they started roasting their own coffee and um, so when we first opened, we were using Stumptown mm -hmm. and, um, a couple years we moved on to Water Avenue, which is a great, um, local coffee company mm -hmm. and roaster as well. And then, but I think in the end, the, our end game was really to produce our own coffee and not just be the, the shop that has great donuts, but okay coffee. Um, we wanted to be competitors in both areas sure. um, just because Portland has such you know a great coffee scene and we would never want to um, you know feel like we couldn't you know really play the game in that realm so we um, roast all our coffee off-site we use a co-op system and uh, just rent out roasting time and our owner roasts all of our own coffee for all all three locations, and as a staff, we cup out all the coffee. And um, at the end of the day, we sell it whole bean, and all of our bags have like roasting and tasting notes, and then they also have donut pairings. Nice. So when you come in and you um, grab a bag of coffee, there's a couple of uh, like uh, suggestions for donuts based on the flavor profiles, and we thought that was you know just a great way to pair both. Uh, of things we're doing, like really simple aspects of, of our shop is coffee and donuts. So awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're really proud of, of our coffee and, um, you know, all of our staff is trained, are, you know, well-trained baristas and 
we, you know, just like the donut scene, the coffee scene is also like friendly competition, encourages us to be better. So as a staff, we've done, you know, um, gone to other donut shops and tried their donuts and we've gone to other coffee shops and tried their coffee. And um, it's, you know, Portland's a great city to do that in. They've just got so much, so much to offer in both those areas. Uh, if there was one, I'm sorry, last question. Oh, you're fine. No. If there was one early recipe donut that you tried out and then decided not to put out as part of your offering, but maybe want to want to bring back at some point, is there a recipe like that or a donut? Probably would be the cooler, I would say. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, we're we're still working on the cooler, trying to fit it into our scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, figure out how to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of our customers, when they come in, because um, we do have a lot of traditional donuts, they want to see a like a French cruller, which is a really spongy, eggy uh, type of donut. And we've done it a few times. And, and we'll do it on special order. Yeah, we'll do it on oh. custom uh, orders. Yeah, someone wanted French coolers for their wedding, mm-hmm. so we did a special batch of coolers for them for that. Yeah. Um. um so we we might try to incorporate that into our menu at a later point, but it is one of those recipes that takes a little bit more time to uh, develop. And um, but when they turn out, they turn out. They're good. We yeah. usually do like a chocolate glaze or a lavender glaze. We've done a rose glaze on them before. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Yeah. Really good with just cinnamon sugar. Yeah, and a lot of times um, Ainsley's in charge of like custom orders and things like that. So when people call in for weddings or events, we're um, like she was saying before, we're usually able to take what we have and kind of tweak it a little bit. And um, you know, if customers request special sprinkles or something, sure. or or they want you know powdered sugar on cake donut holes, you know. Mm-hmm. We can do something like that for them, you know, within reason. It's yeah. it's usually pretty doable. Sure, yeah. just don't yeah. go, don't go crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll taste good. <laughs> I don't think I've ever gotten a request for something we can't do yeah. so far. Oh no! You're <laughs> <laughs> that out in the world. Yeah. It's a challenge now. Yeah, <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> uh, well, Marissa and Ainsley, thank you so much for speaking with me. Yeah, yeah. thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. Visit the Coco Donuts website at www.cocodonuts.com to find information on their store locations, hours of operation, their menu of donut creations, and links to their other social media presence. And, of course, enjoy their donuts. And that's our show this week, folks. Our theme music and additional tunes provided by local musician Sweet Nothing. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, or wherever you download quality podcasts. This has been a presentation of the PDX Beat. I'm Amado Lumba. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.